Welcome to Soccer 101, the podcast series where we endeavour to answer soccer's biggest questions and mysteries. Okay, guys, you already know what this show is about because you press play on it, which just leaves me to say, Taylor, you're an all-star, get your game on, go play (laughs) Joe Rowry, you're a rock star, get the show on, get paid, all that glitters is gold, but only Graham Rutherford breaks the mold. That's outstanding work by Ryan Bailey. And I was fully ready for it to end with, and Graham Ruffin is also here. So I think yours was much more charitable. I thought I wasn't going to get to be an all-star. Oh, Graham. You said here that so are. sadly, Graham. Yeah, you did. I was so sad. <laughs> um, so yeah, this, uh, this episode is about Smash Mouth. If you haven't gathered already, everything you need to know about them. Just kidding, listener. All-star game, MLS all-star game is what we are covering because on the her- this here horizon, uh, gents, we have the 2021 all-star game. It's back, baby. Joe, excited? Uh, yeah, kind of. <laughs> I struggle. I really struggle with all-star games as a concept. I feel like they don't actually do what they claim they do in that it's not always the best players going out there to play. And that's not the case this year, and it's it's not the case pretty much every other year. But there are some parts of it that I'm excited about, mostly the skills challenge. I think that's mm-hmm. a lot of fun and something that yeah. uh, I'm really glad MLS has started doing. But uh, I can I can get excited about pieces of it, Ryan. Pieces is good enough for me, Joseph. Um, <laughs> before we get into that and the skills challenge and everything, uh, all the uh, accoutrement of the MLS All-Star Game, why don't we just lay out on the line what an All-Star Game is. You'll probably be familiar if you're a North American sports fan that there's the Pro Bowl and the NFL, NBA, NHL, all have All-Star Games. Major League Soccer's All-Star Game, an exhibition game in which there's a team featuring the league's best players, or in theory, the league's best players players uh the game's been played every year since the league's inception in 1996 with the exception of 2020 and it's varied in format when it first started out in its first year the all-star game was eastern conference 11 against the western conference 11 but it's more frequently in its history had a guest opponent from europe so man united Bayern munich juventus tottenham uh all all, have all played in the all-star game the most recent what was that Fulham, that other uh, of the European elite. <laughs> the mighty Fulham indeed, Graham. Thank you for adding that one in. The most recent team to uh, play the All-Stars in July 2019 was Atletico Madrid. They got a 3-0 win over the All-Stars. But Taylor, a slightly new format for 2021. Pray tell. Oh, I'm excited. It's one that we've wanted to see for a long time. It is MLS All-Stars versus Liga Mekis All-Stars. We've wanted to have the Domestic League of the United States play the Domestic League of Mexico in a another semi-meaningful but not really meaningful uh, game, and now we have it. We will have Liga Mekis All-Stars versus MLS All-Stars this coming weekend. Indeed, we will. Oh, if this you're listening Wednesday. to this when we publish it, I should add. <laughs> <laughs> this coming Wednesday, August 25th, is the game. Uh, this weekend, we do have some all-star festivities, which we can get into. Uh, this game was originally scheduled to take place uh, last summer. It's been moved to this summer. Um, it's going to be at LAFC's Bank of California Stadium. Um, and I, th- I think I'm right in saying this. It doesn't actually disrupt the action in either MLS or Liga Emekis in any way, because I think, correct me if I'm wrong, there's a full slate of games in both leagues uh, this coming weekend and the weekend following the game as well. So that's a good thing. At least it's not um, disturbing the flow of games. Um, 
Graham, are you in a place to tell us how players are selected for the MLS All-Star roster? There will be a 28-man roster for Major League Soccer. Uh, there's unlimited substitutions, uh, and it's a 90-minute game which goes straight to pens uh, in the result of a tie, by the way. But how do we get to that 28-man roster? How's it composed, Graham? I'd love to know. So there is a fan vote, um, which makes up, I, I learned before recording this, makes up 13 <laughs> of the places in that squad uh, another 13 are picked by the the coach so that's another thing to mention about the MLS All-Star game there is a, a coach selected and that is always linked I think it's been linked for I, I can't see when it hasn't been linked but going back a number of years it's been linked to actually wherever the the game is is, is being played so as you mentioned Ryan the the match is being played at Bank Bank California this year so Bob Bradley is the coach um, in 2019, I'm forgetting that there wasn't one last year. It was uh, James Connor, who is the Orlando, who was the Orlando City manager, and um, that game was hosted in Orlando. So you you you, you get the gist. Tata Martino was the, the the coach when when it was held in Atlanta at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So the coach gets 13 picks, and then good old Kamesh gets uh, two picks as well. Uh, Commissioner of MLS, obviously Don Garber, um, and that makes up the 28 places. It does indeed. And just, if I'm not mistaken, the 13 players which are voted for by the public, it's not all 13 that are public voted. A portion of those 13 are, because it's public, media, and current MLS players who vote for those 13 players as well. And there was a public portion of that vote which was conducted back in July. So it's 13-13-2 is the split of the 28-man roster. Uh, 15 of Major League Soccer's 27 teams, if I'm not mistaken, are included in that, including players from 14 different countries. The highlight, sorry, the headliners, Joe, I should say, for the MLS team, arguably, are Carlos Vela and Javier Hernandez, who are of Mexican origin, playing against uh, their home domestic league here. It's fun, right? And those are some of the the narratives that I think draw eyes to a game like this, especially in this particular iteration of the MLS All-Star game, because Chicharito and Vela were always going to be involved here, even though... I mean, Chicharito has been out injured for a little bit, and LAFC and Carlos Vela this season have not been very good. But those players are always going to be involved, and their involvement is made even more enjoyable from a narrative perspective by the fact that MLS is taking on Liga Emekis, which is a format that I think is is really interesting for the league. This game, it's meaningless, right, from an on-field standpoint. If MLS wins this game, no one's going to say, oh, look, you know, Major League Soccer's at a higher level. No one intelligent is going to say that, that, that MLS is at a higher level than Liga <laughs> But I think it is an interesting step in the leagues, the two leagues, MLS and Liga Mekis, desire to become more intertwined, right? This is a way for them to further their relationships, to have media at this game from both countries, to have big players. I mean, you're going to have Gignac there, and you're going to have Carlos Vela there, and you're going to have stars from both of these leagues mingling. And I think every step that these two leagues can take to grow together is absolutely in their common interest. We're seeing new tournaments prop up, like Leagues Cup, um, you know, coming in and being another interleague competition. You obviously have CONCACAF Champions League, which is not just restricted to Liga MX and MLS, but we're seeing more and more entanglement between these two leagues, and I think that's incredibly purposeful and probably for the betterment of the entire region. 
Mm, indeed. And to be clear on the Liga Emeki side of things and their roster, I understand it's a 26 man roster that Liga Emekis have selected. 14 of those selections uh, come straight from the shortlist of the most recent Ballon de Oro, which is the Mexican Federation of Association Football's annual awards. Glitzy stuff. Uh, the 11 other players, 11 of the other players were selected by the All Stars head coach, which is Juan uh, Reynoso, who is the head coach of Cruz Azul. And one pick for Liga Mekis executive president, Mikel Ariola. Don Garber gets two. Mikel Aloria gets one. Hmm. Uh, Taylor, um, we've got the rosters uh, out for, th- for these games, of course. Any thoughts on the players who've been selected or where they come from or anything like that? No, I mean, I'm always excited for the manager, uh, for the coach in charge to just pick his own team with like all of his <laughs> picks. And Bob, Bob Bradley hasn't gone that far. There's a lot of LAFC in there. But I think like I don't really... I think if I were more of a diehard fan of a particular MLS team, then I would probably care a lot more. But as it is, I think it's just an opportunity to see lots of different players coming together. And it's never that exciting of a game. Like, even if the All-Stars win, even if it goes to penalties, I think the game itself is almost, like, the least important thing. I I equate it with the NBA All-Star competition, where it's like the skills challenges tend to be the the big talking points. And then people, like, watch the All-Star game... And there's lots of celebrities there, and it's an event, but it's not like that as big of an event overall. And I think that's where I am with it. Is like it's nice to see some of these players, and some people get the recognition they deserve. But I wouldn't say I'm ever like, oh, this is a stacked squad. I can't believe they're all going to be playing together. Let's make it happen. It will be interesting to see which uh, celebrities come to this game. By the way, it being in Los Angeles, Taylor. I mean. It's going to be Will Ferrell. Let's admit yep. that. He's, he's yeah, definitely going to be there. Um, yep. I'm sure there'll be many others as well. Graham, uh, mm-hmm. All-Stars get a special jersey. This year's is inspired by Los Angeles Art Deco architecture in that it's got some slight patterns on it and it's black just like an LAFC kit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th- this, this year's is, is not my favourite. Um, I, I do think sometimes the, the MLS all-star game kits are, are maybe sometimes lacking in imagination I, the one that i've actually got in 2018 i thought was was fantastic it was the sleeves that made it a bit special it had kind of red white and blue flashes um almost looked quite south american i think like Colombia have had shirts with those kind of flashes on the sleeves mm. but with an american twist with the red white and blue which probably sums up mls quite well at the moment uh and i also liked the 2017 one with uh, there was a lot of kind of stars and it's quite evocative of the kind of usa denim kit was the vibe i was i was getting from that so some some are good some are bad i'm not sure where this year's one fits on that that spectrum but it's uh it's it's definitely lf lafc-esque shall we say it is and that is black <laughs> now uh graham i i'm not uh, this show is not sponsored by target but I actually like that Target logo on a shirt. Very simple uh, logo. You know, looks good on Minnesota. Any thoughts on that? I agree, and I actually have uh, a couple Minnesota um, pieces of apparel. Almost, I have a thing about zippies with sponsors on them. I know it's weird, uh, but I've got a couple of Minnesota ones because of that sponsor on the on the arm. <laughs> it's on the arm, the Target stuff on the Minnesota I do love Target. Whenever my kids go to Target, they have to have their picture taken with Target Dog. They have a little Target Dog in the front, and uh, that's their thing to do. That's how exciting their lives are. I'm sorry, what? You know, there's a Target Dog. It's like a little little rascals kind of dog with um, this cute little... I don't don't know what makes and models of dogs are. It's a small dog. (laughs) But, like, there's a statue of one? 
Like a real yeah, there's dog? a little plastic dog in the front, and it has like hashtag target dog. And you take every your pic- target, uh, the one nearest my house. Yeah, you have blown Is my it- mind, sir. I I might I'm like we might I might have to go to Target immediately after we finish recording just because I need to know if this is real. If this is a thing that I've walked past my whole life, you I, walk into Target, things will be different. You, you got Pizza Hut, Starbucks, Target dog. Wow. It's the order of things. Uh, it's the natural order of things in the Target world tape. We've mentioned Target have... too many times. <laughs> you say you have guys have Pizza Hut and supermarkets? Yeah, I'm, I'm, that one yeah. threw me a little bit too. Keep up, really? Come on. <laughs> Is that just a Carolina thing? The, no, the we, pizza that, Hut? that happens. Other no, that happens. Right? Yeah. Okay, good to know. Well, we've mentioned several brands already. Why don't we take a very quick break for no specific reason and we'll be back shortly. Soccer 101, we have returned. We're talking all-star game. And Taylor, as you mentioned earlier, and I think, uh, Joe, you mentioned this as well, it's not just about the game itself. There is a whole week of events, I believe, this coming weekend as we record. There is the EMLS all-star thingy with uh, EMLS people it's actually i'm being a bit facetious there it's, it's on sunday night um it's eight pairs of teams there are celebrities you're not digging your way out of this one right <laughs> i love emls there's celebrities influencers and pro gamers taking part in that and that's actually going to be on fs1 and uh, tudn that's broadcast as well mm-hmm. um and it's on twitch and it's on twitter and you know what else is broadcast the night before uh, All-Star Game on the Tuesday night, August 24th, the 2021 MLS All-Scar... All-Scar? All-Scar? All-Scar mm-hmm. band's going to be there. All-Star Skills Challenge is going to be there. It's going to be at the stadium. It's a two-hour event. The uh, there's going to be two teams of eight players, a Liga Mekis team and an MLS team, taking part in five disciplines. A shooting challenge, a touch challenge, a cross and volley challenge, a passing challenge, and a crossbar challenge. There are guest coaches. Jorge Campos is going to be there. I'm excited for that one, Taylor. Yeah, I, I like that they've evolved it. I was at the one in Orlando when they did the skills challenge, and it was three teams. It was Orlando players, All-Stars, and Atleti players. But it was, like, I think they had a couple different categories. Like, I think there was a free kick one or a penalty one where you had to hit little, like, like boxes for points. But the problem became when they had all these obstacles and targets that you could hit, they put like the crossbar as the most valuable one and it just became a crossbar challenge for midfield every single player just went crossbar and there were all of these many many things like imagine not not literally this but figuratively like a a stacked pyramid of champagne glasses that was worth like 10 points but the crossbar was worth 50 so nobody went for the champagne glasses everybody went for the crossbar and i like that they seem to have made the crossbar challenge its own thing and kind of varied up the the challenges and i hope they're they're more competitive in a good way. Like, I think the dunk contest is a very simple premise that then gets incredibly complicated because you've got to outdo each other. I want the skills challenge to be that, and I hope it is this year. Uh, Joe, I believe you are a fan of the National Basketball Association, and they do a good skills challenge, as as, uh, Taylor referred to there. Um, How do you feel about the MLS version of the skills challenge? I love it, man. And, and Taylor, I completely agree with you. I think there was room to evolve how exactly they went about putting this challenge on. But I'm excited to see this one, and I, I imagine it will be a continued trend going forward. I, I like the different events. It gives me an idea of just how darn good these players are at soccer. And if that's mm-hmm. not that's that's not the primary point of an All-Star game, but it is probably the secondary, the second most important point. It's, it's a chance to look at how good these players are, even if it's not necessarily the best players and it's hard to land objectively who the best players are in any competition. 
But like, I, I want to see Lucas Alrayan hit the crossbar or knock down a champagne pyramid, right? I want to see Raul Ruiz Diaz just take the cover off the ball on a cross and volley challenge. Like, I mean, this is the stuff that I think fans will really enjoy. And, and I think it's going to take a few years for MLS to continue to scale it and to grow it to a point where it is a more recognized event. But for me, this is hands down the best part of the all-star festivities. Take the cover off the ball. I like that as a phrase. I'm going to introduce that to my lexicon. Thank you very much, Joe. <laughs> and yeah. uh, listener, if you do take the cover off your ball, many balls are available at Target shopping yep. centers. Yep. Uh, right by the Pizza Hut. <laughs> <laughs> Graham, what do you think of the skills challenge? Do you think it's um, something that could ever translate to the European game, this kind of all-star and skills challenge and this uh, North American way of doing things? As a concept, I absolutely do. I mean, I remember there was a, an advert, I think it might have been a Nike advert, for, with Cristiano Ronaldo racing a, a Bugatti, which I know yep. is, I'm, I'm extending that slightly and extrapolating it out, but the idea is basically a new way to look at the skills of, of, of these players. And that's essentially what the, the MLS uh, skills challenge is. So, yeah, like, I would love to see this happen in the Premier League or other leagues in, in, in Europe. I want to see a 100-metre sprint between Ooh. a number of, of players in the Premier League. I genuinely I think that it. would be super interesting. However, to get a bit boring about things, I, I, it's a lot easier for MLS to do these sort of things because of its centralised structure. And I'm thinking of things like the insurance of players. Uh, and MLS will obviously hold that insurance. And I'm not sure... Whether uh, whether Manchester United are, are willing to put up uh, Paul Pogba or whoever uh, you know Jaden Sancho Rashford for a hundred meter sprint, they might not be willing to do that. They, that might take some some convincing. So definitely more difficult to do it in other leagues. But I I would love to see it. I understand why some proper football men maybe wouldn't like this sort of thing. Throughout this mm. whole conversation, I've been hearing uh, Roy Kent growling in the background somewhere. <laughs> but uh, I, I'd personally love to see it. I'd like to see like Jack Grealish take on a Bugatti Veyron, but I think his instinct to be fouled might mean he'd end up under the wheels. So um, <laughs> maybe we shouldn't do that. The insurance would uh, would trouble them in that respect. Um, so yeah, the, the skills challenge, which is, is is pretty cool thing, is taking place on Tuesday night. The game is on Wednesday night, uh, six p.m. Pacific, nine p.m. Eastern. What Taylor? What do you feel about the All Star Game in general? Are there are there additions that you've particularly enjoyed over the years? Are there particular formats do you like East versus West more than having a European guest? Do you like the Liga Mekis thing we're doing right now? How do you feel about that? The Liga Mekis thing is the thing I've wanted for a long time because I don't really love getting a team in preseason like that game against Atleti and the game before it against Juve. It's always a preseason team with not their their strongest players. They're not really up for it, and when they do come on, there's an element of, like, we don't really want to be here, but fine. And I just don't think that is, like, the spectacle that the league wants, and I think people at home don't really want. It's just an exhibition that no one really cares about. It looks like a preseason friendly, basically. And I think making it against Liga Mekis, it brings about that the natural competitive spirit of we're playing against a team, but then that it is the the team of Mexico's all-stars adds that extra level of competitiveness that makes me very, very, very happy. Uh, and so I, I think I am more excited for it than I've been, and I think the way they've kind of changed up the skills competition also makes me happy. In terms of, like, the game itself, I don't know how you can make it, like, that much more intriguing aside from having a bunch of different leagues send their all-star teams and, like, make it into a tournament. But I think you could continue to evolve the skills competition, and it's such a long 
event, the All Star like week weekend, whatever you want to call it. That like I would love for there to be keeper wars. I love goalkeeper wars, and I think that could be really fun. Although we get back to the insurance problems that Graham presented, like a three v three tournament where the like you have team captains and they draft their teams like i think you could do a lot of other little things that would be really fun because fundamentally i think people like to see the nba all-star game for example they like the game itself but also the skills competition because you get to see players not in their natural environment but also simultaneously like more in their natural environment players just kind of messing around hanging out talking trash but then like like having fun and not going out and ruthlessly competing and i think it sort of would allow you to blend that one, to put them in in situations where they are competing in a relaxed but still, I don't know, motivated way, and I think that could be uh, pretty enjoyable. So that's one change I would like to see. The thing, the thing I would like to see is a five-a-side futsal tournament. Yes. So you could have it, and the way you could do it is you have it like the NBA do their All-Star game, where they moved away from the East v. West thing, and they, they do kind of like Team LeBron versus Team Giannis, you know, and, and they kind of draft... You mentioned there, I think that's what you were talking about, Taylor, with drafting kind mm-hmm. of teams. So in MLS, you could obviously have, you know, Team, team Vela or, or, or Team Hill or Pozuelo, whoever. And better yet, you have a round-robin futsal tournament between lots of different teams. I actually think that would be more competitive than the actual All-Star game itself. Yep. Uh, and you make the games, you know, you, know, you make it one one event you know maybe like a a two to three hour event and you or maybe even shorter than that and and it's just five to ten minute games and you just rattle through them and it's round robin i think that would be fantastic that's a great shout uh graham when you said team lebron versus team janice i thought you said team janice and i I thought janice and friends that's all i could think of (laughs) at that point apologies for that one um joe how about you would are there any changes to the format you'd make to make it better or worse i i I mean i think it would be just going back to the big time European opponents to make it worse. I, I didn't enjoy that format for all the reasons Taylor already mentioned. Yeah. And I think maybe even more interesting is is that MLS has kind of evolved beyond the need for that. I'm not saying MLS is at the level of an Atletico Madrid or at the level of a Juve or, or whatever the situation is. But I mean, the, this, the most important part of this All-Star game and the festivities around it is drawing eyes to MLS and generating attention. And I think MLS is at the point in its life where it can do that without these big-time European teams coming in to play that preseason friendly. So I am, I'm really pleased with the direction that this this game is going, the All-Star game and, and the festivities around it. I like the Liga Mekis, uh clash here. I also really did like the East versus West format. That happened for several years at the beginning of this, this whole idea back in the 90s and the early 2000s. That was, that was cool, and I think MLS has enough star power to actually be able to pull that off now in a way that maybe they haven't for the last decade or so. So I'd, I'd actually really like to see that or going with the NBA style that Graham just mentioned for the actual game itself and having mm. captains. Maybe you have a captain and one from each conference. What, I mean, Joseph Martinez and, and Chicharito Pick or what It doesn't matter. But I think that could be really fun. But it seems to me that as long as MLS is continuing to explore ways to innovate in this tournament. And and really, I think the most exciting way to do that would be with the small-sided games. That's easily the best addition I can think of. If you could figure out a way to make that happen, Major League Soccer, I think so many more people would tune in than they already are. Um, While we're talking about suggested changes we would make to the game, I've actually got one myself. Um, If I was in charge, I'll I'll take the All-Star game, I'd screw it into a big ball, I'd throw it in the trash and never talk about it again. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i mean that's a controversial way to go with it why do you feel that way ryan my, 
I I just don't think it has quite the the appeal that yeah. it, it intended. I'm not my my concern about the game itself is I don't think we learn anything from it. I think we learn nothing about it and like and, and in terms of like global appeal or to raise the uh, raise the state of MLS, mm-hmm. I'm not sure it does a duty there. What, what I suppose what I ask is what is the point? What is the point of the All-Star game? Is it an advertisement for the league? Uh, is it an advertisement for the league when they come over and a European team, you know, they lost the last four to European teams, for example. They have beaten the odd one. They beat Tottenham and um, Chelsea uh, in the last decade. But what is the actual point of it? Is it an advertisement? Is playing Liga Mekis an advertisement for the league? Uh, and if so, who is that advertisement for? I suppose that's that's my, my concerns about it, that, that it, it's, it, it, it travels somewhere into being a distraction sometimes, just because yeah. I don't think... I don't think it benefits the sport here in any particular way. It feels like a little bit of a, a commercial bit of fun. And it's all right to have a bit of fun. We watch soccer for fun, after all. I don't want to be a grouch about it. But I kind of put it in the same position as the Pro Bowl in that it's like, oh, yeah, that's on. Maybe I'll watch it. Maybe I won't. It's like a, I'm a little bit ambivalent about it. Maybe that says yeah. more about me than it does about the game itself. No. And, and I'm uncomfortable with that. But I, uh, I, anyone else feel a little bit of that? I, I definitely feel bits and pieces of that, but I really felt more like that a couple of years ago. I actually, I'm not saying that I'm, I'm super likely to tune into this game. I probably will watch stretches of it, but I'm not going to watch all of it religiously unless I, I come up with some reason to do so. But I am, I am encouraged by the direction that MLS has gone with it. I think, I think there is an actual purpose behind this year's All-Star game, and maybe in a way that there maybe hasn't been in years past when it was just... Arsenal coming in or Bayern Munich coming in. Now it's mm. it's an opportunity for the league to further what really amounts to a business relationship. And I'm not saying that makes the most makes them the most fun experience for fans to watch on TV or whatever, but I at least like that they're experimenting and along the way in that experiment they hopefully have a chance to do something that can continue to elevate the sport in this area. So overall, Ryan, I am with you. I just I feel a, a touch less like that this year than I have in years past. Ryan, I'm 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 totally with you in that it, it, it feels like it means so little, and it's I can't get away from the paradox that you have the cream of the crop from the league, and you know tr- in the last few years you've had a world class European t- team, and yet nothing is on the line. And I think the sporting aspect of that is really lacking something. However, what I do like about it, and I think there's 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 people, in fact, I know there's people on, on this on this recording who have been to MLS All Star games, and they can maybe correct me on this. I have not been to an MLS All Star game, but from everything I hear, I like that it's a meeting of the MLS and American soccer community, mm-hmm. and I, I think I still think that that sense of community among those who cover MLS and those who have its like American soccer's best interests at heart is important and it seems to like everyone who goes tends to have a good time and i and i and i wonder if that's the cynic in me also says that the stuff all around the all-star game is why it exists so you have yes. you know live yes. podcast recordings and demonstrations by sponsors and yes. ted yeah. talk like events and it's it's just a, a demonstration and a showcase of m of everything about mls even the fact that they put it in you know, the last few years they've tended to put it in new, shiny, soccer-specific stadiums. You know, it's happening in Bangkok, California. This year it was in the Orlando Stadiums, which name I can never remember. Um, Exploria Stadium, I think Something about is. camping, is it? I don't know. That was That's the other one. That's oh, the, that's the Citrus other Bowl, isn't it? No, you're yeah. right. You're anyway, right. you know what I mean, the Orlando Stadium. And, and it's just a, a, a meeting of the community and a demonstration of everything MLS is. And I, I quite like that aspect of it. 
there was a boat regatta in Orlando. I'm just going to throw that one in there to Graham's point. <laughs> that that is sort of like like experiencing it on television is different than being there in person because it is a long thing and there's a ton of availability for specific people and there's definitely an element of hey corporate sponsors look how great we're doing look how strong of a league we are and the, the, you definitely i think have to do that as a business it's just a thing that i don't always love being intertwined with the game itself and and especially when it's a game that isn't yeah there's just not a lot of stakes like i almost am excited for the time i am excited for the time when uh infantino realizes there's even more money to be made and we suddenly get in i don't know in some off year when there isn't a major uh international tournament we're gonna get the like all-star uh like the all-star world cup and it will be like the all-stars of of the united states and mexico and england and france and you get all of the best players in la liga and Ligue 1 coming together and then we have a giant tournament like we can go that way and then there's stakes to it but i think i still just go back to like it's it's a fun game and you get to see like little different things but i imagine it's a lot more fun in person for all of the surrounding events and everything else going on taylor i've got to call you up on this um in the uk a regatta is one of the fanciest things you can do particularly on a mm-hmm. boat uh, with all due respect to floridians listening what does that look like in florida <laughs> oh in orlando where they're landlocked uh yeah it's a great question ryan it's a great oh, question. It's so good so good are you navigating uh, I did not go, it was at like 7 a.m. and I think I played pickup instead. Lightweight. What? <laughs> Hang on. The regatta was at 7 a.m. It was, it was at a time that wasn't convenient. I'll put it that way. Was it was either too early from the night before or in the middle of the day and not a thing I wanted to do. <laughs> so, so what have you enjoyed doing in uh, All-Star Week? So there was uh, George Krejci, uh when he was still with The Athletic, would organize random pickup games that sort of started out as a few, like it'd be like, ah, like seven or eight people. And, and they sprawled to the last time, like uh, Stu Holden showed up midway through, which, first of all, unfair, because a fully fit Stu Holden showing up when everybody's been playing in like indoors and 90 degree temperatures for the whole time. Not fair. But first of all, that man can ball. And second of all, it was hilarious to see everybody who had sort of been like, ah, you know, it's a friendly pickup game. The intensity got ratcheted up a little bit. So I think like that that is an example not meant just to be name droppy, but to point out that like you get to be around for like you get to be around people in the like media people and people that you read and people that you listen to in podcasts. But it's the first time you get to kind of meet them and interact with them. And I think from the media perspective, it's nice just to get to put voices to faces to names and and you get that sort of interaction. I think it's cool to see in areas where it's been really embraced. And I I know I'm going to get hate for this, but I I think my point makes sense that like in Orlando, there are people that really care about that team. But when we got picked up at the airport, we were like, people were asking us like, what what are you doing here? And we're like, Oh, we're here for the all-star game. And they're like, are, are you playing in it? Like people weren't quite aware. Whereas in Atlanta, were you playing? We were, I think we were walking through downtown and we got people like, Oh, y'all here for all-star. And like, people were excited. And there was just sort of a, like, I think when you're in a place where it feels like people know that it's happening and people are excited for it, it, it makes it that much more of an event. And I think you do need it to be an event in all caps and that is part of the problem as well. Like, Major League Soccer, it's not the Premier League, and I know that's the goal, but it's not, and it's not the Bundesliga, it's not La Liga, so you're not getting that, like, the type, it's not the NFL, it's not the NHL or the NBA, where it's sort of like, this is the top-tier league for these athletes, and you get to see the best players in this sport 
kind of playing against each other. And I think you're not quite getting that. So you're getting the best players in the league. But when it's a friendly against a European opponent who's in their preseason mode, there's not that same level of spectacle. I think we'll have the most spectacle we've had this time because of the location, Mm. because we didn't have one last year, and because of the opponent. I think it's going to be a very good one. So, Taylor, you're saying that if Stu Holden shows up to the actual All-Star game, we'll have a much more intense, competitive, real game, I think so. Right? I think so. I think that's how it works, yeah. I think if if George shows up, I've played in a tournament with George before. He's annoyingly good at soccer. He's built like iron. (laughs) He's yeah. he's one of those dudes who is like is is thinner. He's he is I wouldn't say scrawny, but George is definitely a skinnier guy. But then like it's like Mickey from Snatch. Like he's built like harder than a coffin nail is how I would describe Thomas George Gracie. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost as if he has some familial roots in this game. A little bit, a little bit. Yes. Anywho, I think that maybe just about wraps up our discussion of the All-Star game. I'm feeling grouchy for saying we should scrap it because some very good points have been made about the community aspect of it. And I do like, I do really enjoy a skills challenge. And I think if they adopted Graham's uh, proposal of like futsal or made it five-side or changed the format a little bit, it could be interesting. But also, I think MLS would be worried it would get away from the spirit of the game a little bit if they move too far away from a regular 90-minute game, perhaps. I'm not sure they would actually do that, but... um, yeah, I, I, will, I will watch it and try not to be not try not to be grouchy about it. Um, yeah. All right, I will resolve to do that. And Graham, I, I assume you'll be staying up till two a.m. UK time on early Thursday morning to uh, watch this one live, right? Uh, I think I'm contractually obliged to say yes. Good, <laughs> that is the correct answer. Target, thanks you very much, Graham. All right, that about wraps up this episode of Soccer One Hundred and One. Thank you very much, Taylor Rockwell, as always, sir. Right back at you, buddy. Joe Lowry, you all-star you. Thank you. Aw, thank you, Ryan. And Graham, good tidings to you too, my dear boy. Am I still not an (laughs) all-star? Goodbye, Ryan. You break the mold. I told you in the song at the start. Oh, yeah, Bruce. You are the all-star-iest all-star. Believe me. (laughs) All right, that'll do it. Thank you very much, listener. We'll be back soon. Bye. Bye. 